Hello and welcome to bonus episode 35 of the Book Wars pod. We're back. Kate, Kate's already speechless. It's, I mean, I was already speechless when um, Keeks dropped the intro music and you were like in, in, ano- in another fucking dimension just doing whatever that is. We're Centering myself. You're he's just, he's just, 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 so, just so people know. Um, because audio medium, he he is rocking back and forth with his eyes closed and just like <laughs> you're just like vibing. I don't know. I'm just, just getting ready, just prepping. Oh my fucking god, he, he's all vibes now. Jesus Christ, I would hate to see like what your list of like random shit would be if you ever had a green room. Oh God, it would be. <laughs> Give me some Star Wars Legos. This, 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 and... this is this is great intro content. I mean, it would be <laughs> um, mac and cheese. Yeah, like for sure. <laughs> Mac and cheese from a local place. Um, no question about that. Um, what else? Probably some nerds, like a box of nerds. Oh, My teeth would be so bad. So much candy. Is, um, I was listening to a podcast about Law & Order SVU today, and one of the guests that they had on, had on were talking about how like random guest stars will like poke their heads out of their dressing rooms because they hear like like machine gun like uh video game gunfire and there's don't worry it's just iced tea he's just playing video games in his dressing room <laughs> like that's, that's amazing chris, beautiful chris would that chris would have some video games in his dressing room that's oh yeah for sure i think for sure for sure yeah, um it was actually ATMs. really funny because like i can't do it but the uh the person who was on the podcast whose name i can't remember like did a perfect like that machine gun video game noise like did it perfectly and i was like oh my god that was like such a good <laughs> how did you do that <laughs> i know exactly what the, that's exactly the noise it's like not like real machine gun fire it's like video yep. game machine gun fire that's very it's wild <laughs> uh, um a pretzel uh, from auntie ann's is also oh, something true. i would demand mm. i don't do appearances in any city that doesn't have an auntie ann's that's uh, old bay chips. Um, I, did, I, did, I didn't actually ask you what you would have. I was just speculating, and then you just decided to roll with it because you, yeah. you're he's a man. I hate you. They're hate called you. crab chips, Kristen. They're they are called crab chips. Um, Miranda's producing this podcast because we're. Did you say we're talking about clones, did, or did you did just you say bonus episode thirty five? No, I said bonus episode thirty five. We're talking like, about clones. I don't, <laughs> I don't actually listen to you when you talk. As listen, you know, I might so. have been napping during the intro, but at least I'm paying attention. <sighs> okay. Wow. All right. We're talking about clones. <laughs> we're talking about clones. Um, we're talking about season one of The Bad Batch today. Yay. Thanks for producing, Miranda, so I can do this thing. Oh, you got it. <laughs> that would be great. She's what thrilled to be episode? here, as always. What a, What is a clone episode without Kiki just, like, you know, just screaming in absolute emotional distress? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Famously. Like, I didn't think that there could be more, and somehow they decided to make Bad Batch into a show, and I was like, fuck me, right? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um, um, yeah, there you go. I was going to make you do it, but you're going to yeah, do it. Yeah, I was going to say, what is everyone drinking? I'm drinking ginger peach sparkling water nice. from Good and Gather. I don't know. I think Quinn, oh, Quinn went to Target, and that's why we have this. 
this is special water from Target. <laughs> I was like, I've never seen this brand and I don't know this flavor, but I have two of them and they're delicious. There you go. <sighs> what, oh, what are you drinking, Kate? In your Green Day shirt. Very nice. Over, all over my desk. I can't, this shirt is so fucking old, yo. Yeah. Um, uh, the, I have an Avery IPA, which I realize is out of character, but that is what people left in my fridge. Yay. So, so that's in character. Ah. Yeah, so that's so that's what I'm drinking. Um, I just love the little the little flat iron hop. They have shirts like this, and I need to get one. It's just idea. adorable. Yeah, it's got anyway. one before you move. You're acting like we're moving to fucking like I don't even know. If you don't hurry, we might have to drive forty minutes <sighs> for you to get a shirt in the future. Uh, Chris, shut the fuck up. Tell the people what you're drinking. Or do you have anything? No, I'm just drinking tea. Oh, okay. Well. What kind of tea is it? Something good? It's uh, from when he vibes. It's it's oolong tea, a little bit of a caffeine kick. Since we're gonna probably try and stay up and watch Kenobi, love that you guys do that shit. It's well, not like I have work tomorrow or anything. Well, yes, so it goes. You are so lucky, nobody from your job listens to this fucking podcast. Yeah, there's a reason I haven't told anybody from my job about this this one anymore. Mm-hmm. After after I told a couple jobs ago, and like somebody was like, I listened. Why? And, and I stopped telling people. <laughs> he was also the person who's like, your wife's really mean to you. <laughs> that is none of his business. Remind me after we record who this is so I can find them and beat their ass. <laughs> anyway, plot twist. I don't like mean to everyone. Kate is mean to everyone. That is true. <laughs> Including myself. That's, That's why true. I have depression. Hey, Kate, does, you sh- can't, does the can say something? Oh. Does it tell you about it? Uh, it, sh- it, sure, it sure does. <laughs> uh, brewed with Rocky Mountain water, malted barley, hops, Columbus Cascade, Chinook, Centennial, Idaho 7, Simcoe, and yeast. Nice. Those are that's those are good hops. That's a great uh it's a lot selection. But is it as cold as the Rockies? Shut up. You can't tell there's no mountains on it. (laughs) There's flat irons on it. That's true. That's true. Um Um, they didn't you know. Where was I? I had a Coors Light recently. I don't know. Was it at Kristen's house? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) No, we were having um drunk mario kart night. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Anyway. It's a fine beer to keep in your fridge. Oh it is. It's whatever. Listen, on the scale of cheap beers, it's probably that and Miller Lite are the two best ones. I mean, it's because they're inoffensive. They're just wheat water. Yeah. That's fucking Natty Bow blasphemy. Okay. Well, that's not widely available. That's fair. Yep. Um, Chris, what's our cause for this book? I'm that going is to go see if anyone cares. I was oh, going to say, sorry, what are you excuse you, we haven't all gone. Sorry. I fucking unmuted Good. myself for this. Good Burb, God. what kind of whiskey are you drinking? I care. I am drinking. Um, shit, what am I drinking? <laughs> uh, the Burnside. Uh, just regular bourbon. I forget what flavor it is, but it's the one with the light blue um, label. Thank you. <laughs> the light blue label. It's good. We've had it on the podcast before. It's the Oregon nice. Oaked Bourbon. Thank you. It's the Oregon Oaked Bourbon. Oh, they have a few with light blue, though. Hold on. No, no, no the it's one. the Oregon Oaked is right. Yep. Because I yep. usually get this in the um, West End blend, which is their whiskey blend, and that has an orange label. I love that one. Really is Burnside good. local? Mm-hmm. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. Tis. I don't know where they're getting their whiskey from these days because they haven't been along- around that long. But um, So our... 
charity for this episode, um, it being Pride Month, is the National Queer Asian Pacific Islander Alliance. So support your local Asians. Yay. Um, and go check them out. Um, N-Q-A-P-I-A dot org. It's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a mouthful, but they do great work. <laughs> I love that. So, you know, letters. We don't have those in our languages. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Yeah, That it is. Um, all right. So shall we clone? Yeah, I guess. Let's. Let's. All right, hey, geeks. I'm sorry. I just went to the website and I think <laughs> it's, I'm, I think this photo of, of the of the queer Asian people, it might be in Portland. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Sorry, it doesn't surprise me, but I'm like, wait. That sounds that, right. Is that like, I know those queer I Asians. <laughs> I, no, I know no, I just like, it on the West the Coast. Buildings. Just, ah, okay. And I'm like, that doesn't look like San Francisco. I think that might be Portland. Either either one. Sorry. That That's funny. A, that non sequitur. Um, yeah, let's clone. Uh, Keeks, when and where are we? We're in the aftermath of the Clone Wars. <laughs> Good job. Good they start. do order 66 in the first episode. They do order 66. Love that. Yeah, that they do. Cool. <laughs> that was brutal. Aren't you, aren't you just so glad that we have like seven different media in which we have to watch Order 66 oh now? Oh, my God. Jesus. So y- y'all have seen... Sorry, Keeks, go ahead. Oh, no. I just... it. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to... I was going to bring up... Remember when we were getting like those Funko boxes... And yes, one of the one of the luggage tags was a clone receiving Order sixty six. I can't yeah, believe so they made up. that into a luggage tag. It was literally Commander Cody because <laughs> pain is yeah. what Star being a Star Wars fan is on God. like every single fucking level. Like we were like, oh, I was like, oh, cool. I remember talking to you you guys about it because I was like, oh, cool. There's a clone's like, and then I was like, is he? Does he have a little Palpatine in his head? What the fuck? So now we've had to watch Order 66 in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Book of Boba Fett slash Mando. Obi-Wan. Yep. Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Bad Batch. That's five. Uh, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yup. Six. Um, was that the video game? Yes. Yes. Any comics, Christopher? Oh, yeah. Tons of comics. <laughs> well... Um, y'all, pro- I mean, y'all, y'all, I know y'all have seen that supercut that that person put together. That's just like all of order 66. And it's just like, you know, it's, oh my God, it's, it's, it's on YouTube. And like, I don't know, it, it goes these days, that thing is out of date, like every six months because they just keep giving us more orders. Yeah. He just like, kind of like mashed, like did a horrible video collage of like every order 66 in going in chronological order it's like, yeah. Um, this is not going to be spoiler free. I don't know how much we're going to talk about Kenobi, but I usually like to warn folks, usually because we're just like 78 months behind. So we might talk spoiler about Kenobi pod. a little bit. Yeah. The Kenobi one is literally the first scene of the series, and I doubt we'll go more into it. But yes, that's a good warning. Yes. Because we don't control ourselves. Spoiler pod. <laughs> um, Anything is up for... Just divulging and ruining oh. your experience. Anything so. is up for spoils. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the um, next point on the outline is things happened. So this is true. It, famously, <laughs> who did this outline? Me. What who do you, do you think did this outline? <laughs> who would have done I'm it? Stupid questions. Never mind. I've been on the pod too things long. Things happened. <laughs> um, a lot of things happened. So we so we usually start these off like what what did we like? What didn't we like? 
about the things that happened. Um, they kept the guy who goes, uh, uh, clones are happening uh, on this planet. Uh, 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 something, King. something, yeah. The, the guy, intro guy in the beginning yeah. who yells oh, about real? what's happening. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's That might be his last work, actually, because he had to retire. Wait, he what? He had a stroke. Oh, oh no! Yeah, so he and he like then had speech problems, so he had to retire. Oh no! Sorry, it just brought us down. Ugh, they're gonna but get shout me. out to Tom Kane and his family. Yes. Yep. Now they're gonna have me do the next season. <laughs> really, it was so uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, upsetting. I on that note though, I I did really like how they kind of you know since everybody knew Bad Batch was gonna be Clone Wars Part Two, how they just really leaned into that and it was like. You think it's this, and then everything changes. They didn't give us our ancient Jedi proverbs at the beginning, though, in the yellow text. They did not give us the our fortune Star Wars. Cookie. Yes, our Star Wars fortune cookies. I I do I do like that they stopped doing that though, just to differentiate it, just like a little bit stylistically from Clone Wars, and also like, listen, it was so dumb. Clone Wars. <laughs> well, I was gonna say Clone Wars had its like certainly had its moments, but like it's just it's just it's so different tonally from Bad Batch. Bad Batch is like. I don't know. I would argue that it's really not a kid's cartoon. It's so fucking dark, and we'll get into that, but, like, lots of just really terrible stuff happens. Um, one thing that I enjoyed is that uh, Dave Filoni, bless, bless his hat, um, is is <laughs> just almost incapable of making a season one of a show that is good. Um, so, like, first season of Clone Wars is not good. It's just it's very, very, really very bad. It is very disjointed and strange, quite frankly. Um, Remember I would when say they season just, one of- just released them out of order? Yeah. It, it, uh, Thanks, George. <laughs> Sorry. Just. I just like re- re- I sometimes I just sit back and remember things that are true about that show and go, how? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry I cut you off. Kate. No, no. just. No, no. Just that's in case like... you didn't watch Clone Wars in the beginning, they literally released them out of, in a random timeline order. It makes no goddamn sense. No, it's terrible. And then they pick up on storylines in season two, like in the middle of season two, and it's just anyway. Um, yeah. I would argue that Rebels had a pretty pretty solid season one, all things considered. Um, it got better, obviously, but it was you know it was solid. But like first season of Mando, very uneven. Um. Book of Boba Fett. Hopefully, it'll get another season. Because speaking of uneven, very uneven. Um, but no, this was pretty solid the whole way through, and there weren't a whole lot of like quote unquote filler episodes. I want to say like we got our creature episode in with the Rancor um, because it's Dave, but Mushi, Mushi, who Luke murdered in cold yeah. fucking blood. Luke Skywalker's a murderer. Oh my god. Um, Mushi was an angel. I know, sweet baby. Um, but yeah. Pretty pretty solid all around. I don't think there's a, there's not an episode that necessarily stands out for me where I was just like, that was bad and a waste of my time, you know? Which yeah, is it was like, very action packed. I feel like mm-hmm. almost every episode, like at least a little bit, mo- actually moved the storyline forward. What a fucking concept! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the only one where I like finished it and was like, all right, I gained nothing from that was the um, the like minecart Indiana Jones minecart chase episode. Oh, the one with the, the like spice. the Minox. The one with the yeah. spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But didn't that? Well, yeah. I. It's funny. But and it, it, and it wasn't bad. Like it did. It did move Omega's character forward. So like it wasn't bad. It was just like 
Yeah, I would quote unquote filler. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up doing something with that in season two, if only because like the Pikes be out there doing yeah. shit. Um, like I would, I think that was the most surprising thing about that episode was that there was like not more Pikes drama because usually it's just like one thing happens and then everybody gets murdered by the Pikes and it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, nobody got murdered. That's wild. It is incongruous. Also, like, I don't know. We got some really good Wrecker moments out of that episode. I don't know. I love Wrecker. <laughs> so I really, I did not expect to like Wrecker. Precious baby. Based on. Precious big baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, you know, based on the Clone Wars arc, he's just, he's the most basic of all of them. Um, And he's not built out and it didn't feel like they'd left him a ton of room to build him out. But then they put him with Baby Omega and he went from like, you know, kind of the big oaf archetype to the big brother archetype, which is a huge shift for him. And like particularly with the emotion of his arc with with his chip malfunctioning because repeated head trauma, um, it was huge. It was it was it made his character so much more interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. They did such a good job Um, with that because for real, like. He was the flattest of all of them and had the least places to go. And he's like now arguably the most interesting one. I totally agree with that. Um, another thing I appreciated in terms of like the pacing, which I thought overall for the season was like really good, was like, Chris, I remember at the time that like, like when we were watching it, um, one of the first episodes of the season, you were just like, I'm really glad we got over the whole um, necessary plot point of. Um, do they really want to keep this kid around or not? And we got we got through that in the, like the second or third episode yeah. of the season, um, which is great that we didn't have to like. That wasn't a question for the rest of the season. Like she's like that that she belongs with them, which I thought was really nice, and it's, and it makes sense because she because she because she is one of them. So yeah, yeah. No, for me the standout star of the season was Omega. There's no question. She was hilarious. She was incredibly complex. Um, they actually balanced the kind of like preternatural, um, like prodigy vibe with actually making her inexperienced, like the dirt scene in episode two, where she is outside for the first time in her life is like kind of incredible. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how she grows up. I know that in the, um, in the trailer for season two, she looks older, so it looks it does seem like we're going to get some of that. Um, but she was the standout for me, no question. Yeah, Keeps I, wrote, you look like- I wrote, I would die for Omega on this outline. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I really, there's just, like, she's so complex, and they, like, juxtapose so many things to, like, make her complex, but, like, still in a very kid show sort of way. Like, you're going to learn to shoot this bow and arrow. But then also, I, I'm going to gamble. <laughs> and win a bunch of money, <laughs> which is yep. so funny. That was so funny. Sid, God, Sid is actually a great character. Yeah. Like, I just like, I just like, I, lo- I love the sense that like he's like a little bit of this maternal figure, but like also not at all. Don't make children too gambling. <laughs> I, yeah, Terrible. I fucking love Sid. Like, I like, I definitely get the sense that she's like grow- growing to care about this like ragtag band of idiots, but also like. Oh my god, she's just she's so bad at just like I don't know putting people in situations. Yeah. There are there are very very real um, issues with this show in terms of how characters are depicted. Um, 
and and with stereotypes and everything. And we're going to get into those in a minute. But I did see one person online saying that Sid's character is anti-Semitic, and my eyes rolled all the way out of my head. More anti-Semitic than Watto? <laughs> yeah, right. Progress. Mm. Uh, now it was it was something about how like she has like a New York Jew accent and is a lizard person, <laughs> which like. That it says oh, a lot that that's where your mind okay. went. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> I, <laughs> that to me is far enough on the scale of crazy people are like gonna find anything to be racist about where it like is not. There's actual racism that didn't we can me. talk about. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. you don't need to stretch your imagination to find the racism. Yeah, it was so weird. Um, the one thing before we get into the racism, the other thing that I loved was like maybe my favorite. Well, one of my favorite moments of the season was bringing who's on first into Star Wars. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Which, like, this is the group that this is the only group they could have done it with. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, like, also so the funny. the Trace and Rafa episode in general was great. Oh hell yeah! But just is there an echo in here? <laughs> yes. God, absolutely fantastic. Just help! It's so um, good. <laughs> Um, before we get sad and talk about racism, Kate, did you want to scream about the Sindulos? I wrote that, but um, I just wanted to give you the opportunity. Listen, we got, we got, we got, we got, we got baby Kanan as Caleb Doom fucking ripping my heart out. I did not expect that at all. It was like, you know, within the first like five seconds of the first episode. And I was just, my, and of course, I was just like shrieking at some ungodly hour of the night. Our downstairs neighbor already hates us. We keep giving him more reasons to hate us. That was one of them. Um, and also just like, we spent a lot of time with the Sindulas. I did not expect to see, again, not did not expect to see them at all. Um, maybe Cham for a minute. Filoni does love his crossover material. But love seeing baby Hera. Love that they gave her the Ryloth accent because that is, as we know from Rebels, like mm-hmm. true to her character. Love seeing her mom be an absolute fucking badass. I was just sitting there like, if I have to watch Hera's mom die with my own two eyes on live fucking TV, I'm going to lose my shit. And for once in his life, Filoni held himself back from murdering a mother in Star Wars. Incredible. One in a row. Um, <laughs> like, so that was lovely. I loved seeing like, Chopper interacting with baby Hera. Like, it was just like, it, I love seeing like Hera just like talking to Omega about flying and them just being bros. Like, extremely lovely. Like, was it Rebels fan service? Absolutely. But these days, what does Foley work on that isn't Rebels fan service? And I'm not mad about it. So, here we are. I mean, when people complain about fan service in Star Wars, like, there's definitely a line that gets crossed too much. But. It's more the way that it's done than the amount of it. Because, like, all of Star Wars is fan service. Like, literally, there's been fan service since, like, the first fucking Star Wars movie. And it has Luke fucking swinging on a lasso. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> these, are, these are not stirring narrative moments here. Like. Darth Twink did not stir you narratively. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, like, now there's. He just completely ignores my I'm, comment. I'm, Go on. I'm moving past that one. Jesus. Uh, like, you know, a lot of stuff, particularly in Mando, in my opinion, a little Holy bit in Book of Boba Fett as well, shit with Mando. is just like fan service done with too heavy a hand, I think. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at Kenobi, like, there's so much fan service in Kenobi, and it doesn't feel overdone at all. It just feels fi- like natural extensions of the character. Like, of course they would do things that are similar to things that we know they do in the past plus future. That's just who they are. So like, it's really, it's a question of how you do it. And, you know, I thought that a lot of the fan service in bad batch was actually very, um, 
intertwined with the plot in a good way. Yeah, I was gonna agree with that. Um, and one more thing, bef- maybe one more thing. I don't know. We'll get to the racism. Don't worry about it. We always do. Um, <laughs> Great, <laughs> yell at racist pod. Uh, as There's usual. a plethora of racism. Um, I would agree with Kate in that I was like surprised at a lot of the content that they put in here, and like there, it was such a. I thought it was a really good mix but a surprising mix of like new stuff and stuff that we knew was going on right like we knew all that shit was going on at ryloth essentially um from like other media that we've talked about right like that's we're talking about we're we're laughing about the order 66 thing but there's like so much media from this part of like the star wars universe so which is like kind of why everyone groaned when they were like oh another fucking thing about this time um Mm. but I think they, like, that made me like it more. Like, it kind of made the stakes higher. I was like, oh, yeah, that is happening, and that is also happening, and this is how these guys, like, play into this other stuff we know to be happening. So that was, like, I was surprised that I liked that, like, because it was so much rehashing of stuff that we already knew. Um, But I, I did like that. I don't know. I, I think what's appealing about it, just like narratively, is that, you know, we, we're used to seeing a lot of stories from 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 outsider perspectives. Like, I mean, of course, we get Luke, who just is a fucking dumbass and doesn't know anything. Um, you know, we, we get, or, or like, you know, we get Rogue One, we have Jin, who like was a child when all this important stuff was happening and she doesn't want to get involved in whatever else. But I think this is one of those rare times in Star Wars where we have, where we have like insiders becoming outsiders and therefore we have just like, knowledge of them like operating like of of the bad batch operating within this war machine of the republic and then they are kind of like forcibly taken out of it and then they have to observe from the outside like what what is this like thing that they were part of what is it becoming and did they help it get there um which i think is really intriguing yeah i would agree it's kind of an interesting contrast with mandalorian oh i'm sorry go ahead keeks no no i was just gonna say like the We've gotten similar things to this before, but only like really with um, the Empire, right? Like we know people who have have defected yes. from the Empire. Yes. Whereas like this is really interesting because it's in this like really transition time, transitory. I don't know if that's the right mm-hmm. time you use transitory. It doesn't matter. Um, but like it's really in this yeah. in between ta- transitional, sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think like this is the first time for sure that we've seen it like in this specific like weird republicy but empire like way so i thought that was really cool too kate yeah no for sure no that was an excellent refinement of my comment (laughs) yeah it's an interesting um kind of contrast to mandalorian in a way because in mandalorian mando famously does not know he's in star wars and has no interest in being in star wars (laughs) like he has no interest in the galaxy at large he is famously uninformed about pretty much everything uh and that's like part of his charm like that's like what's different about him in a way um whereas bad batch like everybody in this show is very aware that they're in star wars and they're like playing it up and like working within that framework and so it's you know considering filoni works on both shows it was although from what i hear filoni is not as involved day-to-day in bad batches he has been in other shows um but you know it is still unmistakably 
a show that bears his fingerprints, whether from him or his protégés. Um, but so that's just like, it was just an interesting contrast for me seeing those two. I know it's factual that Dave Filoni has to have protégés, but just thinking about this guy having protégés is wild to me because I'm just, I just keep thinking about that fucking behind the scenes thing for season one of Mando where he's talking about how he got hired by Lucasfilm and he's just like, he thought it was a prank call. They're just like, are these the guys from SpongeBob? And that's all I think of. <laughs> anyway, speaking of stupid unhinged shit, shall we talk about racism? <laughs> um, I had a few more things, which is Cad Bane oh, yes, was please. here. Um, the, the year of Cad Bane. I know, uh-huh, of course. Yeah. Um, I can't take that away from you. <laughs> he's I know. blue. Well, because like, we never thought we would see him again, and now he's like everywhere, and I'm like, hell yeah. Respect Cad Bane is blue. Famously. <laughs> he, he is blue. Um, well, and like his stupid, his stupid robot fucks everything <laughs> up, like he always does. Which is like, what a great callback! What a great reminder that he, that robot is so stupid. Droid is what we called him in Star Wars, Kristen. Um, and uh, and he, he, now we know he's got beef with with uh, Fennec, and like, there's just all this like interweaving that they do that I think is like really kind of masterful to like make it make everything we've it's always interesting when they can do something where it makes everything we've already seen like matter more and i think this this show does a lot of that which is cool which is why for me it was such a missed opportunity in book of boba fett when he and fennec never actually like came face to face but whatever creative decisions Uh, hmm? yeah oh in book of oh sorry Uh, yes you 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 said words that made sense. My brain didn't process them right. Okay. <laughs> I agree. I I would have loved for them to come face to face. Yeah, for, really weird. I realize I realize that like plot reasons they don't want to have Boba not be the one to kill him. But like yeah, but like I don't it know. Been fun if Fennec had like shot him while he was standing over Boba monologuing. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. Whatever. I love it when Fennec kills people. <laughs> Same. Fennec is the anti monologuer for sure. She's the best. Shoot first, ask questions later, and I'll mm-hmm. look for it. Okay, I think we can talk about racism now if you want. <laughs> I just had to talk about oh, Cassie for a minute. Um, um, yeah, of course you did. <laughs> um, yeah, so one of the big talking points, I think, uh, um, when the show first came out is that Obviously, the clones, like, the character models and, like, the original character models and everything are based on Tamir Morrison, who is an indigenous man from Australia. New Zealand. New Zealand. Oh, my word. (laughs) Sorry, not to interrupt. Oh, my God. Speaking of knowing how to talk, everything's going great. Um, From New Zealand. And so, yeah, like, he he has a darker skin tone. And th- when we, the character model for Bad Batch came out and the trailer dropped, a lot of people were noticing that the skin tones of the members of the Bad Batch were, were quite a bit lighter than one would expect for having based, this, based these, these folks on Tamar Morrison. And, you know, it's just like there was a lot of like... I don't know, a hand-waving debate about just like, well, they're mutated clones, so like whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not... That makes it the, you big, big cheaty vibes. You you get how that's worse, right? Right, right. <laughs> and like, kind of like, and like, you know, the trailer dropped and we saw this. And we're like, that sucks. Um, 
I mean, Immortland sucks. It's just, it's fucked up. Um, and then, like, those episodes start coming out, and we're like, oh, we're like, we were hoping that you would be able to fix this in the in-between time. They did not do that. Um, it's, it remains to be seen um, what the character models are going to look like in season two, because, frankly, did they drop a trailer? Yes. Was most of the trailer very dark in terms of lighting? Also, yes. So, mm. My least favorite thing continues. Everything is too dark. Thanks, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I th- I feel like Game of Thrones started that shit, and like everyone has been doing it, and I know I've bitched about it before, and I, all people our age bitch about it because we can't see, and I will continue to bitch about it because it's stupid. It's like yep. you're making a show, make it so that I can fucking see the show. <laughs> yeah. What is the point of making it too dark to see? I want to be able to watch yeah. it in the daytime if I feel like it. Yeah, but no, just to kind of continue where you were going with it, Kate, like it is, it does remain to be seen about season two. I don't have super high hopes, which is extremely frustrating, especially since I want to say there was reporting that like the showrunners had seen the uh, complaints about the skin tones in season one and were trying to do something about it. Um, I don't remember who that reporting was from, so it could have just been someone clout chasing, but... Like it's, you know, it's cert- there's certainly been around long enough for them to know those those concerns, and it and it dates back to the Clone Wars as well. And it's not and it's not just the character models; it's the fact that they're all voiced by D. Bradley Baker, who is mm-hmm. a white man. Um, and that's, you know, I think I get that he is like Filoni's boy, um, and he's and he's very good. Like I'm not trying to cast aspersions on his performance. Like he is, frankly, incredible. The job that he does in this show. But at the same time, like, I remember I was really hoping when this show was announced that they would, like, take the opportunity to recast the clones and, uh, like, get five new actors. Or, like, maybe let him keep Echo since he originated that character. But, like, get, you know, several new actors who were indigenous or were Maori. And, uh, and, they, and they didn't do that, which was really, really frustrating. It's Maori. I have heard it both. Okay. <laughs> um, it was IO9 that was talking about it. Sorry, I just had to. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I just had to do a Google. Well, that's um, a real place. So. Yeah, I, th- I think that the hashtag is hashtag unwhitewash TBB. <laughs> yeah. As, as ever, we come up with a catchy hashtag, don't we? <laughs> when Star Wars does a racism, we have so many anti racism hashtags. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's fun it's funny how we keep needing those to make up new ones. It's just it's fucking know, great, isn't it? So many. Mm. <laughs> it's almost like that there's a lot of racism in Star Wars. And it's almost like they won't fix it. Yeah. Hmm. Omega's also super fucking white. Yeah, Omega's skin tone is really, 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 really light. Um Womp Womp. And her hair is blonde as well, which is also like we're gonna we're gonna get to talking about Omega, um, and and kind of her identity and where that goes in season two, but that is also something that I think kind of needs explaining, frankly. Yeah, it's dumb. It's my um, take. <laughs> Kate, you did you want to say something about a bad? I remember you saw some some shit on Twitter about bad representation back when the show was on, and I sure I sure wasn't did. pleasing. I sure did. So, um, you know, part one of the plot points of the show is that we are we're seeing the transition from the Empire having clones being soldiers to recruiting like just 
the citizenry or whatever the fuck to to be part of their stormtrooper force and so we so we see some of the like first stormtroopers basically that are recruited by the empire and um yeah i saw a lot of like the usual like i don't want to know about these people i don't want to know what their faces look like like they're just nazis and i don't want to empathize with them and you know we've talked a lot ad nauseum on this podcast about um how i feel about that take and then i saw a few people take it a little bit farther um one of the one of the stormtroopers um her um her appearance is um of an east asian woman and you know i saw somebody who was just like this is just bad representation for asian people was this person asian no (laughs) this person was very white um and so yeah you know, it's just like, what if we didn't have what? What if we didn't rehash this uh, this bad representation debate that we had with Aiden at the time that um, Battlefront came out? I'm so tired of having this conversation uh, with white people deciding things for me. Um, yeah, it may be extremely peeved, and now that person is muted for me. I think I have Star Wars muted on Twitter. That's not a bad call. That's very smart. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just go into, I go into the group chat and I go, is something happening? I see a lot There's of really vague tweets, but I have Star Wars muted, so I can't be sure what's going on. There's a couple very specific terms that I just am really like this close to muting. I don't Twitter I don't have well. anything muted, but I also follow like nobody or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Smart. So yeah, I, I see like three takes i'm like somebody's mad about something (laughs) (laughs) me and miranda both just like moonwalk into the chat going does anyone know what everyone's mad about and chris goes oh would you like the tea (laughs) they're like not really well last jedi is trending for the for the fucking like fifth time this year and it's only been like three months so you know has the time Good lord. It's um, been zero days since our last incident. <laughs> exactly. Dude, website was fucking like said that the other day because last Jedi was in fact trending again like last oh week. <laughs> fucking Christ. Oh, check, out, check out Ryan Johnson's Glass Onion on Netflix this oh. holiday season though. Yes. Also website <laughs> aka 1138. Yeah. The greatest. A great human. Anyway. Do we miss any racism we wanted to talk about before we talk about other stuff? <laughs> any racism? Spot check for racism, please. Um, I know I know one other thing that the unwhitewashed TBB hashtag has been really on top of. And I and I will preface this with I don't really feel qualified to talk about this other than to raise it up that I that people have had concerns, is that I know that some folks uh, who have autism have been frustrated with tech and his lack mm-hmm. of character development as well. And it mm-hmm. feels like he has been or they've kind of been relying on stereotypes of kind of the nerdy, you know, antisocial, quote unquote, um, archetype for him. And I, and I know that people have been frustrated by that as well. Yeah, I, I can I can totally understand that. I mean, just from all that fucking character, character development, storytelling perspective, um, you know, excluding all that you know, stereotyping going on there. Like, we were talking about Wrecker and, like, how he easily could have been just, like, so just continued flat. on being like yeah exactly super flat and i'm just like and, and and i'm really hoping that season two is when we get to see tech grow a little more because i told like i i i you know again outside not that you can really be outside of all that but like out but but hypothetically outside of all that like yeah i'm just like he just does he does the one thing yeah they like use him as a tool in the show and it mm-hmm. certainly feels like it but the rest of them get like stories i don't like it i'm really hoping that tech and echo get better arcs as well mm-hmm. um like echo in addition to tech because listen echo 
like yes echo but also you know he's 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 had like he should definitely get like get more time later but like i was fine with where echo was at for the first first season because he's just been through some shit and so i'm just like echo just needs like a blanket and a sandwich and a nice corner to sit in and he can be like fine that's that's (laughs) That's what i hope his character development is just like more (laughs) i hope his character well and they did I would say, like, I don't mind what they did with Echo so much just because, like, they did bring up a lot of, like, PTSD stuff about him. Not as much as, like, probably should have been because he's so fucked up from it. Um, But, like, that, I think, you know, just, like, some of the the look backs for him um, at least fleshed him out more than tech. (laughs) That's true. No, absolutely. And I do like that he is. Yeah. And I do really like that he is kind of the one who is the conscience of the group when it comes to fighting the empire because like he's like you know more than anyone else he fucking fought for this and he's pissed about it and i do i really liked the he had a lot of in the couple episodes about the chips uh in their heads he had a lot of really good moments um Mm -hmm. and i hope that they build on that as well um but you're absolutely right i mean tech there's no question he had the least character development um uh, in the entire season so I think I really hope that they build on that in season two. Yeah, they kind of made him look like an asshole too, which I did not like. Mm. And again, the the, yep. the autistic stereotype. Yep. Um, inhibitor chips, not potato chips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. What else? So, like, what are you know? This was obviously fun, and I think it's safe to say that the three of us all enjoyed it. All things considered. Um, we, we all have fairly positive things to say about it. Uh, but also, we are a show that talks about the cross-platform storytelling of Star Wars. And what did we learn about the universe and this time period that we didn't know before? Not that much. I, <laughs> I mean, I made it I, a point of being like, these mo- these are mostly things we knew already. Right? So, from a podcast perspective, bad show. Not more. <laughs> Go ahead, Kate. <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, I just wanted to say. So I I remember like like during the the week the week in between like w- before the um, season finale aired, Kevin Kiner, who's the uh, composer for the show, and he's 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 composed I think for every single animated show thus far. Um, he was just like, yeah. So I cried so much composing the music for the finale, and I've never ha- done that before. So buckle up. And I was just like. Oh God, who's gonna die? Like, what the fuck? And you know, and then they completely destroyed Topoka City, and I was not prepared for it. I just like the the way that they, yeah, I know the way that they kind of like flash through all of the settings, these rooms, like the cafeteria and the the incubation banks and like things like that, like things that we you know for people who watch the Clone Wars are extremely familiar with, and you know we know that like. Clones have literally died protecting this facility, like that episode with ninety nine, which like rest in peace, bro. Like, you know, like we are we are as we are as emotionally attached to these things as the characters are. And to see it just like just fall into the ocean like it never was was one of the most gut wrenching things probably in Star Wars for me. Like Keith, I can't even imagine. Ugh. <laughs> I was like weeping. Of course. Yeah, it was brutal. And that yeah. this that kind of goes back to to go away from the point that i just introduced like goes back to what you were saying kate about um it's a very dark show to control z what i just did exactly sorry 
Um, it's a very dark show, though. Like, it has its funny moments. Like, Wrecker is the comic relief, um, and we love him for it. And as I said, who's on first was just a top, just an, an absolute S tier moment in Star Wars history. Um, but Take like, no, you can have someone be comic relief and be complex. Yeah, exactly. But and what? it was a very complex and difficult show to watch at times. Like we thought, as Kate, you, you were saying, we thought we were going to see there was a very real chance that we were going to see Harris' mom die in front of us. <laughs> like we had to see uh, Topoka City get destroyed. We saw had to see Order sixty six. We had to see them struggling with these are literally our brothers. What the fuck do we do with this? Yep. Especially Crosshair. Yeah, like that was like that's the most like fucked up clone on clone shit I've seen since like Shadow on Umbara. Yeah, which is a whole like like situation plot situation in the in in the Clone Wars where they're just kind of like there's this moment where they're like friendly firing at each other and it's just like fucking terrible. Yeah, and also like I mean and besides the obvious thing of just like there are a bunch of bad guys trying to catch a ten year old child and murder her because bad reasons. vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Like, fucking terrible. Star Wars has just turned into one big series of escort quests, and I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's real dark. It's really yeah, but dark. I do. I love how it builds it out, though. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, it didn't add a lot, like you said, Keeks, like in terms of stuff we didn't know. But it did add a lot of depth, I think, to stuff that we, you know. Assumed or... Yeah, we assumed sort or knew, knew as yeah. a sentence on Wikipedia. Like, right. we knew that, you know, the clones turned evil with Order 66. We didn't know how that impacted all of them and how it completely erased most of their personalities. Um, we saw in the trailer that Cody is going to be in season two. And that, I almost don't want to see that. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it's going to be really interesting to see how they handle his personality essentially being gone because obviously we know that his chip wasn't removed like Rex's was. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I just see the degrees of difference too, between like how the inhibitor, the inhibitor, inhibitor chips. Oh my God. I can't talk inhibitor chips. Like, you know, the, the degrees to which they work, like either they work, they work completely. They get taken out. They start derping like something like something's going on. I feel like with like Hauser's ship, but like, yeah, absolutely. Um, that wasn't like confirmed or anything like that. But like, you know, there's that. Crosshair claims that he got his chip taken out and he's still like this and we don't actually... Did, did we ever find out whether he actually got it taken out or not? Um, I, I don't think we heard anything one way or the other, but I took him at his word. Yeah, I just don't think that... I think him saying that is like meant to be like, and I'm still fucked up. Ha ha ha. See, see I just... I, I, I always question these things and I blame Dave Filoni because... You should. <laughs> You should question these things. Rixie bastard. <laughs> and I don't know if... Uh, yeah, I don't I know. I blame J.J. Abrams personally, but... Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, I, I, that's a good question. And like, and the Crosshair stuff is really difficult. And I'm really interested to see where that's going to go in season two as well. But yeah, it's... Seeing this kind of how quickly everything descended into fascism, particularly at this moment in history hit close to home as you say yeah. yeah um it really did but also it's important frankly yeah. like it's important storytelling to do that and to be honest about like these things don't happen due to one person doing one event like they yeah. didn't happen because palpatine said execute order 66 and the whole world changed they happened because 
there were people who were willing to join in, who were willing to benefit from the new regime. And, you know, like Admiral Rampart, the the kind of new imperial antagonist, were, you know, kind of just waiting in the wings to, you know, kind of be able to play out the power fantasy that he clearly had. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think politics has no place in Star Wars <laughs> and... <laughs> Like all the while too is like Operation Cinder is happening in <laughs> Yeah. Which is just like, oh, that's how it happened so fast. Oh, they just fucking murdered everybody. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. No, it's absolutely horrifying. We're actually gonna talk a lot more about this when we finish Alphabet Squadron, fun fact. Oh no. <laughs> Alphabet Squadron. Has never hurt me emotionally. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Oh yeah. Um. Speaking of um crossovers, just got gotta give a shout out to our guy Saw Guerrero. Oh yeah. Just, he 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 popped up everywhere. He popped up here. I don't know. I was happy to see him. <laughs> Always just doing his shit. I'll be interested to see if he pops up in Andor. Oh, if he doesn't mm. pop up in Andor, I'm gonna fucking like find find somebody and like scrape backhand them. So you know. Honestly, it's going to be really interesting to see if any of the Bad Batch show up in Andor. That'd be fun. Especially now that we've seen, again, minor spoiler for Kenobi. So fast forward a minute or two if you haven't seen episode two. But we saw Tem playing a post-war clone, Mm -hmm. a a homeless veteran clone. like A 501st clone, too. 501st, yeah, specifically. And like we have, you know, the pieces are in place. To bring the clones back into live action in a big way. Do it. I, I firmly suspect we'll see Rex and Ahsoka. Listen, I'm just happy for Tamara Morrison. Give that man buckets and buckets of money. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's a delight. Yeah. He and a, a great delight. human being. A goddamn delight. Um, does anybody have more questions about this point? I do have one more thing that I want to touch on before we wrap up. I don't think so. We didn't ask for listener questions, did we? Sure didn't, but we didn't. We but that's how we're going to keep it to one episode. Hey, hey. fuck you guys. <laughs> we, we also were supposed to record this seventeen times, so whatever, it's fine. Listen, life is if hard. If you want to ask us depressed. listener questions about this, go ahead. Maybe we'll answer them at some time. <laughs> Jokes on you. Yeah, you're listening to us. Donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon and ask us in Slack. Good plug, Maybe. Chris. You're so, you know, that's what I'm here for. Um, speaking of, the thought process here was Tamir Morrison, Boba Fett, direct clones of Jango Fett. Mm. Um, we talked about how much we love Omega. Mm-hmm. It is said in one of the episodes, I think one, the one where she's kidnapped by Cad Bane, that the reason she's so important is because she is a direct genetic clone of Jango Fett. There, there were two. They were Alpha and Omega. Alpha is also known as Boba Fett. That feels like confirmation. It's not enough confirmation. They need to come out and say it for it to for it, for them to get credit for it. Yes, Burb. Why wasn't it Alpha and Beta Fett? <laughs> Sorry. You ask a compelling fucking question. <laughs> Boba Fett should be Beta because they start with the same letter. Well, no, it's because Omega was the last clone they made. Oh. She's still missing. <laughs> <laughs> That too. Also, no. Just listen. I just every time I think about that shit, I think about fucking like uh, this fucking ABO fanfic, and I just don't want to. So we're gonna 
skate on past the naming convention. Thanks. <laughs> I don't even. I don't know what that is, and I don't want. If you know what it, it is, Diana, I know you're listening, and I know you're screaming. Anyway, um, but to get back to Omega, if she is in fact a direct genetic clone of Boba Fett, and we see her as she lives her life as you know a girl, a woman, whatever you know you want to say about her, a teenage, a teenager, a young woman. A femme-presenting person. A femme-presenting person. Thank you. That's the terminology I was looking for. Good God. She is trans. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure somebody, like... <laughs> right? Um, and I, like... I, th- I feel like somebody asked, and, the, and like, somebody, like... I forget who it was on the on the production side who tweeted, but they were, like... We said... But, like, they were, like, this is me and Omega's trans. And the person was just, like, we said what we said. Yeah, is, I think... Is, is ultimately what that what, what their response amounted to, so... I believe that was Jen Corbett, who is the showrunner. Listen... It better be true. No, it's great, but they do need to, like they need to do it. They need, they to, need yeah. to confirm it. It's not that hard. Say it with your whole chest, or I'll come find you. But Chris and you, Dumbledore's gay. Oh, oh my god. god! No, like I will find you. You can eat my ass on live TV. But yeah, like you know, it's not that hard. Bring Boba back in. Have him be confused as to how Omega is his like you know direct genetic counterpart and just have her be like this just this is who i am like it's very easy but it it for them to get credit for it which would be very deserving if they do do it but for them to get that credit they need to make it explicit if they do it i trust star wars about as far as i can throw it yeah it's not good and i can't throw very far y'all it's really bad i know i'm i'm Um, i'm sure they're gonna fuck it up somehow it's gonna be just terrible (sighs) and then the other part of this is not just confirm it but put people who are queer who are women of color who are not white put characters who are not white men in places besides the animation and the books are they are they allowed to do that signs point to no (laughs) if i don't get finn being a jedi in my near future I cannot explain to you how much dismemberment I will do of human beings. Yeah, you should start sharpening that knife then, because mm. that's not happening. Not mm-hmm. good. I don't. I. I don't think we're gonna get anything sequel trilogy related for the next five years. I Same. know, Chris. Who will be Maybe the star of season two? <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris is excited because his his most favorite extremely minor character is back. The star of season two is going to be Gunji. <laughs> Because Gunji is a perfect angel who's never done anything wrong in his life, is the pride of his people, uh, and uh, frankly, is we it's gl- it's good that we got the confirmation that he is in fact immortal and will live forever <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. He's Yay. so big now. Somebody like did a side by side comparison of a screenshot from him from like Clone Wars and like and then him in the in the trailer for season two of Bad Batch, and it's just like his fangs are bigger. He's fluffier and taller he's ready to murder as opposed to just like being the sweetest little meow meow you've ever seen um he is a wookie teen and we love it i know so much he's got big fucking hands (laughs) like a puppy like a a teenage puppy sure Mm -hmm. it's got weird um (laughs) anyway um what else are we excited for in season two um we've talked about how we want to see more of like text character growth just like yeah i don't know um expecting to see more confrontation with with crosshair for sure 
Yeah. Um, make it gayer. Always be making it gayer. I'm I'm curious to see um, how you know a gang of five five idiot men are gonna deal with a teenage girl because that sounds <laughs> so fucking funny to me. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> like already, it's good. Oh yeah, I want already it's good, and she's like I assume like twelve or something. Yes, like right, she's exactly. like right on the precipice of somewhere, but some somewhere between ten to twelve is how I read her. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I want more gonky. I want more Lula. <laughs> Just like small things. Yeah. Um, um, I'm really interested. You touched on Crosshair, but I'm really interested to see what they do with him now that presumably he can't go back to the Empire. Because they were, you know, the Rampart was told that he went rogue. And that's why he, the part of why he still, he fired on Topoka City, even though Crosshair was still there. So that's yes. definitely going to be very interesting. Do, 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 do. I am yeah. excited and scared to see Cody. I expect to see more Rex as well, for sure. Yay. Totally. Um, yeah. Um, also, just the Thrawn trilogy playing out in front of our eyes. <laughs> um, for those who aren't aware, um, so first of all, for those who have read the original Thrawn trilogy back from the '90s, Thrawn um, is also blue. Thr- famously, <laughs> you're 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 batting a thousand today, Burb. I'm proud of you. Um, and there is there is a location where the you know spoiler alert for a 30 year old book. Um, there is a location where the Empire did a lot of cloning, including cloning a Force user um, that was called Mount Tantis on a planet called Wayland. A 30 the mountain, book the, the, that's no longer canon. Anyway, keep yeah. going. <laughs> no, well, okay, but here's why it matters. Because in that, like, post, you know, plot scene, the little epilogue scene where we see um, the the Kaminoan, whose name I can't remember because she's not Tuan Wee, um, brought to the like new imperial facility, we see her brought to a mountain, and it was confirmed after that episode that that is Mount Tantis, and that planet is Wayland. Oh. Which would probably directly tie into Mando, because we know we're sh- they're trying to yoink Grogu's bits and bobs oh, to absolutely. create and force users. Since we know that Thrawn is coming into live action via the Ahsoka show, like... It does feel like they are they are trying to not directly necessarily, but bring back aspects of that trilogy that is, you know, admittedly very I don't like it, but it's very beloved um by people who grew up with it and had nostalgia with it. And and, and certainly even if you don't love it, there are very intriguing elements. There are, absolutely. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Um and I think that we're going to see a lot more of that in season two because I don't think that they would have dropped that in the way that they did if they weren't going to follow up with it in this series. Oh, Chris, Dave Filoni's name is on this. He does nothing by accident. <laughs> His hat is full of secrets. <laughs> Sorry, Chekhov's hat. I just, looked up, I just <laughs> looked up some Kamino and shit. Um, the Tonwi and Lamasu Legos are so cursed. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're frightening okay i, I so i've been playing cursed. i've been playing the lego skywalker saga game which by the way fantastic of highly recommend all the fucking lego games are fire they're they're fantastic it's super funny very easy to pick up anyway fucking cursed absolutely <laughs> like so cursed oh my goodness anyway sorry thank god <laughs> so cursed a Star Wars story. It's like it's like <laughs> it's it's the Kaminoans and it's Lego Salacious B. Crumb 
that just like oh god make me want to die oh my god that is an abomination unto god yeah regular <laughs> salacious be crumb uh-huh frankly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's an abomination <sighs> i don't like it um great. anyway so <laughs> we're gonna great. end gunji is the best and we're excited to see him star in season two of the bad batch wait i had a point where did it go fuck i believe in you fuck oh. i believe in you i really did <laughs> I really didn't. It's gone. Oh, it Gunji. Was, oh no. Cam and Owens. A, it was just a trolling point that. Oh okay. That Hondo better show up in season two. <laughs> Young Hondo. I wouldn't be surprised. I fully expect him to show up. He's around. That motherfucker. I mean, th- th- he's got. How long until Rebels to fucking be fucking about? <laughs> Wait, I have a point. <laughs> oh my god. He's got. Th- he's he's alive for the at least the next like. 13, 14 years? What's what's he up to, y'all? Please tell us. I mean, we know he survived <laughs> into the First Order era because he's at Galaxy's Edge. Oh, yeah! Hondo be- is not blue. That's true. <laughs> that is Famously. True. <laughs> we oh do not know how God. long his species lives. But he, I mean, we do spe- not. I mean, speaking of going to being immortal, Hondo's actually fucking immortal. Correct. Yeah. Oh, Incredible. A film named Hondo? Oh, no. I'm looking. For I mean, we got we got a we got a very obtuse Hondo shout out Is it in blue. God, in Kenobi because they mentioned Florum and I was like, I know where that is. <laughs> yes, I would just I just really want. I know they're not going to, but again, Kenobi spoilers. Uh, so fast forward slash we're about to be done anyway. So just so just turn it off. Why did you listen uh, to this anyway? Um, <laughs> I really just just wanted them to show up on Florum and the pirates meet them. And third sister says, where's Kenobi? And he's just like, Kenobi, I know him. <laughs> oh, my. All <laughs> right, close it out. Dream. We're done. We're That's done. We're my done. We're dream, done. dream, though. Me. Yeah, I, w- I agree. I was like, oh, my God. They said pirates. Pirates. <laughs> I love pirates. Hondo should Hondo. have been the big bad in Kenobi. It changed my mind. Oh, my fucking um. God. <laughs> uh, Hondo, Hondo should actually be part of the path. Um, no. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Book Wars Pod. We're glad to be back. We're hopefully going to be recording more often again in the future uh, now that things are calming down. Although, who knows? Because we said that to ourselves a month ago. But also, I'm back and I will yell at you all. It's still gray in Portland. Ay, ay, ay. It's true. It's not summer in Portland. The Cedars are going to love it there. Um, anyway, uh, continue to be safe. The pandemic is not over. Wear masks, get your vaccines, etc. Our next books, which I swear we're going to read, um, are the next two books in the High Republic kind of first wave of books, A Test of Courage uh, and Into the Dark. Uh, sorry, A Test of Courage by Justina Ireland and Into the Dark by Claudia Gray. Uh, in the meantime, if you have the means, uh, please give to the National Queer Asian Pacific Islander Alliance at nqapia.org. Uh, and if you want to support us, don't forget that you can always donate to the Tasha Station Radio Patreon, uh, which helps us ho- cover our hosting and production costs and will allow you to ask a question in the Patreon Slack. Also, uh, we have a pets channel. It's very cute. We also have a pets channel. It's great. Uh, you get to hear me talking all about how fucking unhinged I sound when I talk to Orca when I'm on a work call and I'm not <laughs> muted. Um, anyway... Also, please give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. Um, all of us here, uh, Argos, Cerberus, Jasper, Orca, Tony, and the humans who you don't really care about, uh, are 
always so thankful for your support. Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Pottington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terra Design. And our audio and production this episode will be split by both Kristen McDonald and Baby Burb herself, Miranda Eldon. I just did some typing. I wouldn't call it audio and production. <laughs> I don't know what else you think is necessarily involved in that in that role. <laughs> uh, That's fair. No, I'm kidding. Kristen does so much. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening. From all of us here at the pod, we will talk to you when we talk to you. I love just not putting a timeline on it. We'll Listen, Wait, they've been burned before. What happened? Nothing. He says, we'll talk to you when we talk to you. Instead of, we'll talk to you next week. Oh. <laughs> Who said who these